0: And welcome to Bedtime Bible Boys. With Brock, Trey, and Theron TJ. Thanks Thanks for for listening. listening. We love you, Mom. And you too, Gail. What does the word repent mean to you? In the way I think of it, <clears throat> it's like, Lord, I want to turn away from my sin and follow you. There you go. Perfect. That's really what repentance is it's turning away from something. And when we use it in the spiritual context, it's turning away from something having to do with our sinful flesh and turning towards the Lord. When we are looking for something to fill a desire of our sinful flesh, does the hunger to want to fill whatever we're lacking go away simply because we decide to repent? No. No. And if we break it down into root desires, what you really want, When you're reaching out for sin, do you remember what three root desires we're generally talking about? The person who decides to sin, like if I decide to sin, I'm lacking something in my life. And so I'm trying to fill that with sin. And what are the three areas we say that people are trying to fill in their heart when they decide to reach out to sin? Happiness? Yeah, and it has to do with that. So we talk about love. People feel a lack of love. And the Lord created us in a way that the need to feel loved is strong. We have a strong need to feel loved. That's one thing that certainly sets us apart from the animals. Right? Animal people who... if There are people who think that humans are just another form of animal. I think it's quite obvious that we're not. You know, animals don't necessarily feel a need to experience love. Right? The Lord didn't put that into them the way he built it into our souls right, our spirits uh, so love, people reach out to sin because they're lacking in love and they want to experience it acceptance the Lord also yeah, does, I was also thinking. yeah that's right, he designed us in a way that if we want to feel acceptance, we want to feel like the people we love accept us Mostly we want to feel like the Lord accepts us, that he's not going to reject us, right? Acceptance has to do with love, but it's a little bit different because you can love from like a human perspective. You can love somebody and reject them, but it's not only important to you as my sons that I love you boys, but it's also important to you that I accept you. Children who don't feel accepted by their parents end up searching through a lot of sin, to find acceptance the last one is purpose that the Lord built us to have purpose in this life and we know what our purpose is because Christ told us what it is it's the great commission mm-hmm. right and we've talked about this the great commission doesn't necessarily mean going and becoming a past pastor going to third world countries and pastoring people through missions that's very honorable and that's a good way to do it but you can, you can spread the Great Commission simply by living in a spiritual way with peace in your life, with obedience in your life, and with kindness and love, and that will minister to people in a way of Christ, right? We, we were built with a purpose, and it's not fun to be bored. Nobody wants to have nothing to do that's because the lord designed us to seek purpose. and that's why when we get bored and we feel like we don't have purpose, we start to reach out for sin. we just don't want to be bored. we're not we don't deal well with the fact that we're we're identifying the fact that we don't feel like we have purpose right now. and rather than go through that, rather than understand it, rather than think to yourself, well how how can i find the purpose? which I was created. That sounds like too much work, so instead I would just numb that away with sin. I just, if I just start sinning, I'll forget (laughs) about the fact that I feel a sense of purposelessness. And that is why we sin. And when we do, we repent, which means we're going to turn away from those things we were chasing after and trust that following the Lord is actually the source for filling those areas of brokenness, those areas of lack. Well, this is what happens in Ezra chapter 10, basically. He says this prayer, because he's in despair that the people have accepted the ways of their surrounding nations and the peoples around them. It's basically a call to repentance for the nation of Israel. And the point is to turn and follow God. Now, in Ezra's day, they were under the old law. We talked about this. Man, the old law is stiff. It's not, it's raw. It's, I don't want to say mean, but there's no, there's no give in the law. So the best you could hope for was that you would repent and not be punished as badly. Right? According to the old law, you are depending on God's mercy. But in grace, in the new covenant, we have something new. And so when we repent, we're not doing it from like the position of ultimate demise, like the Israelites would have been back then. We do it from a position of victory. It's like I've already looked into the future and I've seen how this game ends, which actually happened in the past. I know how this game ends and I am victorious through Christ. So our repentance is more powerful. Because of that, because through Christ, we are convinced we can live with the hope of love, acceptance, and purpose. Does this make sense? Mm-hmm. So there, with that, we continue on into Ezra chapter 10. It says, while Ezra was praying and confessing, weeping and throwing himself down before the house of God, a large crowd of Israelites, men, women, and children gathered around him. They too wept bitterly. Then Shechaniah, son of Jehiel, one of the descendants of Elam, said to Ezra, We have been unfaithful to our God by marrying foreign women from the peoples around us. But in spite of this, there is still hope for Israel. Now let us make a covenant before our God to send away all these women and their children, in accordance with the counsel of my Lord and of those who fear the commands of our God, Let it be done according to the law. Rise up, this matter is in your hands. We will support you. So take courage and do it. So Ezra rose up and put the leading priests and Levites and all Israel under oath to do what had been suggested. And they took the oath. Then Ezra withdrew from before the house of God and went to the room of Jehonanan, son of Eliashib. While he was there, he ate no food and drank no water, which is a form of fasting. Correct. Because he continued to mourn over the unfaithfulness of the exiles. A proclamation was then issued through Judea and Jerusalem for all the exiles to assemble in Jerusalem. Anyone who failed to appear, within three days, would forfeit all his property in accordance with the decision of the officials and elders, and would himself be expelled from the assembly of the exiles. Within the three days all the men of Judah and Benjamin had gathered in Jerusalem. And on the twentieth day of the ninth month, all the people were sitting in the square before the house of God, greatly distressed by the occasion and because of the rain. Then Ezra the priest stood up and said to them, You have been unfaithful. You have married foreign women, adding to Israel's guilt. Now make confession to the Lord, the God of your fathers, and do his will. Separate yourselves from the peoples around you and from your foreign wives. The whole assembly responded with a loud voice, You are right. We must do as you say. But there are many people here, and it is the rainy season, so we cannot stand outside. What does this already sound like? Well, they were told to do something, and they say, Okay, I will, but... But just takes back everything. Yeah, Yeah, that's right. It's like when you say an apology, like, I'm sorry for punching you in the face, but... You deserved it. (laughs) But you still shouldn't have taken my toy and threatened to never give it back again. Right. Just saying the word but is like an apology or saying you're going to do something. It just means like you're going to do it if Right. something else. I know what you're saying and you know what comes to me? I think you're absolutely right. You know what comes to me is... When you add in the conjunction but it sort of waters down everything that you just said. So if you say I'm sorry but I love you but That very much waters down those two things. That's right. It waters it down. It's like it's whatever you meant it's no longer as strong because you're starting to put parameters around it. You're starting to put conditions to it. And that's kind of how I feel. It's like, okay, we, we, we want to go ahead and repent. But I got to do this, this, and this first. Guys, this is sneaky. This is real sneaky because this happens in life. Like, okay, Lord, I'll repent from this sin or this lifestyle or these decisions or this lie. And I'll be honest and I'll confess it to you. And I'll make um, make it right with the people I need to make it right with. But I just need to do all these other things first, or I just need to do this sin for a little bit longer so I can get this in shape. The time (laughs) sin is only gonna make it worse, though. That's right. Think, think, think of who you're talking to. You're talking to your Creator. You're talking to your Savior. You're talking to the supreme, ultimate Father, God, Creator of the world. He's gonna instruct you to do something, and you're gonna say, "Okay, but." Like how disrespectful can you possibly be? The answer's simple. Like we tell we tell this to Harper all the time. Harper, when we tell you to do something, doesn't matter if you like it or not. Doesn't matter if you're in the middle of something or not. The answer is, yes, yes ma'am. Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, ma'am, it's mom, yes sir, if it's dad. It's it means it happens now. We don't need you to interject with your opinion on how things are gonna go. It's just going to happen now. That's called obedience. Right. I do not like this. I don't like the way this is starting. But, you are right, but there are many people here, and it is the rainy season, so we cannot stand outside. Besides, this matter cannot be taken care of in a day or two, because we have sinned greatly in this thing. Let our officials act for the whole assembly, then let everyone in our towns who has married a foreign woman... Come at a set time, along with the elders and judges of each town, until the fierce anger of our God in this matter is turned away from us. Only Jonathan, son of Asahel, and Josiah, son of Tikvah, supported by Meshelam and Shabbathi the Levite, oppose this. Well, that's verse 15, and I think probably Jonathan, <laughs> Jehaziah, Meshelam, and Shabbathi the Levite, we're probably correct by opposing this, don't you think? By opposing the guy who said we're gonna do this, but yeah, we're gonna wait a, a while until <laughs> conditions are a little bit more favorable for us. God, I'm gonna listen to you when it works for me. That's just gonna make it worse. That's the just question make it worse. is: Is it ever gonna work for me? Yeah, that that's good point, Brock. Is it's are, you know when are you gonna turn away? And Brock Trey, good point. Uh, it when is it ever gonna work for you? Is, is turning away from sin ever going to be easy? No. No. Especially the things that like the sin that you really fall into. It's never going to feel like I'm ready. It's the right time. You just do it. You just do it. The road's not going to be easy. There's going to be hard things, especially if, depending on what the issues are, there's going to be difficult things, right? Or if the Lord calls you to do something, To take a step of faith in life. Lord, I'll start giving to you. I'll start living a generous life financially with my money. I'll start doing that once I have enough of it. Well, if that's your heart, then you're probably never going to have enough to feel like you have enough to be generous. Does that make sense? So the exiles did... This is verse 16. So the exiles did as was proposed. Ezra, the priest, selected men who were family heads, one from each family division and all of them designated by name on the first day of the 10th month they sat down to investigate the cases and by the first day of the 1st month they finished dealing with all the men and women are the men who had married foreign women among the descendants of the priests the following had married foreign women and it goes through a long list of names we're not going to read all of them At the end of it, it said, All these had married foreign women, and some of them had children by these wives. They take the children with them. It doesn't exactly say, Brock. That's just where it ends. Okay, so here's what we see. We see some of the leaders from Ezra's influence go into a mode of repentance. It's a good thing. It's especially good when you've got that anchor in your life who is a person who follows the Lord, and you can grow from them. You can let them be like a spiritual leader, a spiritual foundation in your life, and you can let them help you grow, like Ezra was to his people, right? Ezra recognized something was wrong. The other leaders agreed with Ezra. It took them into a position of confession and repentance. Confession and repentance is good. To understand that you need a savior, you first have to be able to confess that you have sin in your life, right? That without a savior, you are lost. I need saved well in order to feel like you need saved you you need to be able to confess that there you you have sin right so call sin what it is it's evil it's ugly it's bad no excuses that's just what it is confess it right and then repent calls them into repentance where I think the Israelite people drop the ball is they just didn't repent now they should have repented now Right, mm-hmm. that when we decide to confess our sins and repent it's not trying to be forgiven we hear forgiven because of the finished work of Jesus Christ it's just about walking in that life and we, when we confess that we're out of alignment there and when we repent again, not to make ourselves acceptable to our Father we're acceptable because of Christ to Him when we repent Because it doesn't feel good to live in that lifestyle, because we want to follow our Father and walk in His light. Let's do it now. Don't come up with excuses. Don't follow the masses. You blaze your own trail and you repent now. Everybody has excuses. This world is full of them. Yeah. People make excuses for everything. For everything. I don't know. I'm just the construction manager. Okay. That was super funny. <laughs> Maybe we'll elaborate that on another episode. We are... It was a good night. I thank you boys for your attention. And I love you boys. Love you too. You guys are good kids.